it's kind of tough for the same time. Hey, we back, man. We live. Politics in the podcast. We just got some unfortunate news today, man. So the whole Breonna Taylor story, man, takes another twist. The officers, two of the officers have been completely acquitted of all charges. One of the officers got three charges, one um, abuse of power and two counts of reckless endangerment for shooting through the adjacent apartments um, walls and endangering the two people inside that apartment. But as far as the, the overall murder of Breonna Taylor, it goes justified under qualified immunity. If you didn't watch that episode, go back, I believe two episodes ago, we explained what qualified immunity is. So basically because they were, they were doing it on behalf of the, of the government, they qualify for blanket immunity, which means that they will not be charged in any way for Breonna Taylor's murder. And no way that you can personally um, sue them or attack them in any way because of qualified immunity. So before we started the show, we were talking about how the NBA is going back and playing games after we got this verdict today. You know, the whole thing was, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, Black Lives Matter and making sure that we get justice for people like Breonna Taylor. And today just shows that it's the same old, same old status quo. Well, let me bring in my, my two partners with me, man. Yajiketi, Alvin, Sadil Fools. What up, what up, what up? What's going on? I know this is kind of all script, man, but we all got to weigh in on what the Breonna Taylor situation, man. Let us know. Man, who going first, man? Hey, hold on. I'm going to bring... Oh, we got one more. Bring in my boy Ronnie, man. HNS four twenty. Okay. Join us, Ronnie yeah. up in his point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ronnie. What's the deal? But we, we we're touching on the Breonna Taylor scenario right now. It's kind of off script, but okay. we we got this verdict today. You, your camera's off, Ronnie. Oh yeah, I'm just uh, may, uh adjusting my speaker real quick. I feel it, but uh. I'll go yeah, first. Man. He wants to be go heard ahead. more than he wants to be seen. <laughs> hey, facts. I got I'm trying to go ahead. Him. Okay, okay. But touch oh. on it, Alvin. I purposely didn't try to watch any of it on CNN or ABC because I knew that I would probably get a little emotional over it because it's been so long and um, so many different peaceful stands were made to try to uh, protest the fact that nothing had been done yet. Um, deep down, I kind of wanted a little more of a, um, a rebellious like stand. To be honest, I hadn't really said too much of that to anybody because that's just not my personal like character. It's just when I thought about like my cousins or my mom or you know any of the black women in my family. And even though my wife isn't black, I'm still just thinking about you know women doing the things that they do and having careers and you know just being as great as they are. I just felt like it was the biggest slap in the face that so much stuff had happened and you know we were just continuing to to turn the other cheek and then when you go ahead and look at the verdict one out of three is a cop-out 
to not actually say that it was murder is probably more disrespect than anything else. And then it, like you said, you know, yeah, there's probably should have been no game today, but at the same time, if you're going to say no game today, you might as well just boycott the rest of the season because I mean, it's not going to change to a certain extent because we're still seeing more uh, police brutality. We're still, you know, seeing people, you know, like with the whole hundred thousand with LeBron being thrown out for um, uh, information on the shooter of the two police officers. It's just gotten to the point where it's too much. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm exhausted. So I, I feel bad for their family. And then to find out that they got the money that they received, I think that's why the verdict ended up being what it was because I think they wanted to like perceive it to us common folk that like they got paid out for this bullshit verdict that they knew was coming. I'm gonna end on that. What's your thoughts, Chiquetti? Um, Well, like I said in the beginning, um, your boy, as much as I love basketball and everything of that nature, uh, I think I'm going to be done with basketball for a little bit um, based upon this um, because of because of you know the protest was all about black lives you know these black lives and everything like stand up blah 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 and justice for Breonna Taylor and everything of that nature and then when you get the when you get the verdict and within that verdict, you know, it was hours before the game started, you know, and for them not to go, you know what? Cool. You guys aren't listening to us. So then we ain't going to play no more, you know, and that's that's where it's at. Obviously, them doing LeBron James and all of them going out saying, Hey, talking about Black Lives Matter and all the whole case of that nature, obviously it did nothing to change the verdict of what happened to her. Now, at the end of the day, how I look at it is with her situation, it showed me that it's not more so of anything more for me, myself. It's more of a spiritual warfare kind of thing. And uh, with that being with that being said, it wasn't it wasn't the police. It wasn't the um, um, the prosecution uh, system. It wasn't that system. This decision was made from the community, its peers. That's where this decision was made. They put it in the peers hand where. LeBron James and all of them are going out saying, hey, we matter. We matter. Look at us. We matter. Going out using their popularity to help bring awareness. But in Connecticut, they're like, we don't give a damn what you say. We don't care if you shut up and dribble the basketball. That's what you guys are good at. Because it was the peers. It was the community that said that these people can get away. And so what that also showed me was if it was the community that passed the judgment and said, okay, it's cool. There ain't nothing going to happen to these dudes. Okay, cool. That just means to me that <laughs> racism, you know, it still exists. So that's 
me and basketball right now, me and basketball, you can you you used your voice, you used it before, it didn't work. You used your voice now, it still didn't work. When are you going to make a bigger stance? For sure, for sure. I respect it. Ronnie, Ronnie, you here? What's, what's the yeah, deal? I'm, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Man, so, listen, listening to all these brothers, man, that, you know, I, uh, I've been really, really on edge about this all day because not the fact that the the verdict was was came to, but uh, because it was what I was expecting. I mean, um, are we really surprised about this? Uh, how many officers have been properly prosecuted over the last few years? Just say uh, over, you know, about some of these murders that's happening. I mean, if they're not going to prosecute the officers that shot a 12 year old black boy named Tamir Rice within two seconds of arriving. I mean, I don't I don't know how you not prosecute an officer for that. If they're not going to prosecute the officer that, that shot, uh, that killed uh, Sandra Bland and you know, we, it's countless names, you know, Philandro Castle, uh, what's, the, what's the other guy's name? It's, it's, it's countless names. I mean, I wasn't expect. It took them this long to even get people to talk about Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor happened months ago, and it was re-brought to service when the whole George Floyd thing happened. So Breonna Taylor's name started getting said, and uh, they, they weren't trying to prosecute in the first place. So for them to, to, to let this happen, I'm not surprised. I am deeply saddened and sick, sickened by it. Um, but I'm not surprised by it. And also just, just knowing that, uh, the, the NBA, like, uh, uh, piggybacking off what Jaqueta said, um, I was one that said they shouldn't never start playing. Uh, I don't believe in the whole creating awareness narrative and let's let everybody know what's going on. Everybody know what the hell is going on. How much more awareness do we need to create? How much more time do we need to see black lives matter on the floor? We need to see action taken. But at this point, I'm so frustrated with with everyone as a whole, in particular black people. It's, it's hard. I'm, I'm done trying to tell people what they need to do. And obviously, people are going to do what they want to do. People care about their pockets more. They, they care about their legacy more. They care about other things more than they do about what's going on. If everyone's not really to come together, we're, we're, we're so divided as black people. Some of us are on the other side. Some of us are on that side. Some of us are saying, oh, it's not that bad. We can't even come together as, as black people. And we only cover 12% of the country, 13%, whatever it is. And so I just don't see how we're going to make any true progress when we can't even come together. That's real. That's real. So hey, can I add well, something else? Ah, forget the we'll, dude's we'll, name. We got to get to the show it though. 65 years. Isn't it 65 years since the death of the 14 um, year old boy that got Emmett Till. Emmett Till, that got mutilated? Yeah, yes, he was mutilated. Yeah. Isn't it like 65 years from today that that happened, that all those people were acquitted as well? Because supposedly a fourteen-year-old boy was looking at a uh, a grown-ass white woman. He grabbed her booty in the elevator or something that he was allegedly. Of, I believe. Allegedly, right. he grabbed her booty in the elevator. She that admitted was... to lying. She admitted to lying later. Yes, later. she did, and she was not persecuted for that. Well, neither right. was the officers. She exactly. came out and said she lied. From today, and then yeah. that happens. Right, and it's the same kind of, and it's the same kind of systematic kind of thing it's the same when, system <laughs> and when he when when yeah he we gotta was, get to the show though the educator we gotta get back on script man just man. it's unfortunate you know we have to touch on it but we definitely got to get back on script but uh the first thing i wanted to touch on man was when it comes to 
black history in America, the first thing that they try to point us to is slavery. And when you look at slavery and as far as the history of slavery, they can't even get that right. If that's where you want to start black history at, at least get your story right. So they said that slavery started in Jamestown, Virginia in 1616 when 20 slaves arrived on a, a, a Dutch slave ship. But that's a contradiction because they weren't slaves. They were indentured servants, which means that they signed the contract to give services for a lot of amount of years in order to, to be able to travel with them on the ship to come to America. So they basically signed the contract to, to work for these people in order to come over to this country. And it was only 20 Africans and they were from South Africa, which is basically what we know as Africa now because Northern Africa and West Africa was colonized and that's what we know as Europe today. So when, when they say that, then they, so many people have poked holes in their story that they changed history and said that no, official slavery didn't start in, until New York in 1626. And that's when 11 slaves were brought from, uh, from the Dutch slave trade. And that was the first slaves. But the first thing that drew my, my either way, it's 20 and 11. So when you try to say that millions of black people came over on slave trade, on slave ships, well, those two instances in the beginning of slavery and that's the first 30 years of so-called slavery from which you're reported it as, that on, that's only giving me less than 40 slaves or indentured servants because slavery was um, basically a term. Uh, to, to be a slave is to be completely dependent upon another. So we weren't even considered slaves or that word slave wasn't being used when we came over here from Africa, the ones that did come over here from Africa. So how do y'all feel about them switching up to history? And how do y'all feel about it only being 20 slaves in Jamestown and 11 slaves in New York, but they're saying millions of, of slaves were brought over from Africa? Do you believe that we all came from Africa? Or do you believe that we were already here? What is your thoughts on this? Am I first again? Go ahead. I can go first. <laughs> All right. So I can't lie to you. You what you just said, Caleb, I had never heard before in my life. I had never heard 20 and 11. Um, when I think about like early childhood education wise, like elementary school, I remember my teachers always using the analogy of slaves being packed like sardines underneath the underneath the boats that um, it was like, honestly, they used to try to say it was um, like a little bit after Christopher Columbus, but then later on, they tried to say it was the same time. I just, I honestly, I stopped, I stopped reaching so hard to try to figure out what real history was. 
And then maybe about three, four years ago, I got introduced to the whole Morris uh, 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 history and whatnot. And I was reading and listening into a lot of the stuff on YouTube. And then it made me start thinking there was a strong possibility that black people were already in, you know, what is now Northern America or whatever. And so were a lot of other nationalities as far as like, you know, Indians. But I, I, I believe maybe four years ago that everything, you know, everything originated from Africa, but I felt like maybe there was a stronger uh, belief or there, I believe strongly that we were here in North What happened? I think the bro froze. Thank you, froze. And yeah, he froze up. He froze up. But I, I, I agree with what he's saying, though. Like, the history has all been skewed. Like, the history that we were taught, like the story of, of, of Kunta Kente is a complete falsification. Kunta Kente never exists. But, but that's Alex Haley, the same one who wrote the so called biography of Malcolm X that he said was told directly to him from Malcolm X is just like, man, you know, they use fiction and, and different stories to kind of manipulate our mind state. You know what I'm saying? So the story of Kunta Kinte is a perfect example of how they make us think that we came from these slave ships that we really didn't come over on. I would say it like this, man. Um, I would just use the analogy, not even talking about slaves, but I would just go, if you wanted to know the game of basketball, right? You wanted to know the game of basketball. Would you learn the game of basketball? Would you learn the game of basketball from the tennis player? No. So us getting upset that the white man is teaching your history wrong is a waste of energy because they're not going. Why? Why will we get upset with a white person teaching our history wrong? It's the same thing as me going back to a tennis player going, hey, you taught me how to play basketball wrong. Well, guess what, buddy? Hey, I'm a tennis player. I ain't going to teach you how to play basketball. Hey, <laughs> you're so us wasting energy on whether well, white man's not getting our history right. Why? Why would they? Why would they? And first of all, and second of all, why would they give you the right history? Because if they give you the right history, guess who looks bad? They look bad. So they, well, <laughs> They're going to think we're assholes. So, yeah, they're going to think we're worse than what we really are. No, we ain't going to give them the right history. So us getting upset at the white man for not teaching our history right is a waste of time. Where what we should be doing, like my boy Ronnie said, we are 12 percent. Hey, 12 percent. Guess what? Teach the right history. Find the per people that know the right history. So you're not getting in the wrong history for years, for years. Disney taught me that Pocahontas and, and John Smith, they were madly in love with each other. 
Then I grew up and I realized Google told me, hey, no, John Smith was raping Pocahontas. And I'm like, what? That's that's the real history of it. Would a white person come out and tell you, yeah, we went around raping Indians. No, they ain't going to give you that history. We're going to make it seem like we all cool. We all cool. So stop and looking that, for the white man to give you the right history. And that's exactly what I was touching on earlier is how they use media to kind of twist the story and, and lighten the story so that they can change history. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of the times, you know, if I I use this as an example, if, if we catch a fade right now, me and you fight, and you lose, the chances are you you're gonna go tell the story before I can, because you don't want the real story or you getting beat up out there. So nine times out of ten, the loser of the fight is the one that's out there trying to tell the story, because they don't want to be painted as a loser or as the one that got beat up. So they're they're painting this history. Or our history yeah, in the wrong way is because we won some of these battles and we were in different positions and in positions of power. And they don't want us to know where we really come from because then we will know that they're not superior. They're the losers. Facts. But, but tap in, Ronnie. Let, let me hear what you got to say on this. I don't know. I can't hear you, Ronnie. I can't hear you, brother. Okay, I thought it was me. I was like, shit, let me double check my Wi Fi. <laughs> Still nothing, no, brother. You ain't on you mute. I don't know what happened. Let's see. No. What, what, can I finish while I was saying Caleb nope, Clark? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So I was going to end it with that whole Morris thing. Like, I was really blown away with um, how a lot of the, the research showed that the same pyramids you saw in Egypt were already here, like along um, the, uh, the river that runs through Mississippi and Louisiana or whatever. Um, how there was the same ones down in uh, South uh, South America. Um, uh, you know, like, yeah, like there was just, for me, it, I'm big on, yeah, the Mayans, there you go. I'm big on a lot of the the facts that you can show. They're not like, just like Yajiketa said, like, you know, I don't want to knock, not necessarily that all white people are going to lie, but I've always thought when it came to slavery about like the Bible and whatnot that like, if you read the Bible and the Bible doesn't reference that you're supposed to be raping slaves and killing slaves and making them do all these different things that they're doing to each other, wouldn't it make more sense that we would read something to you in a way that makes it work for me instead of working for you when you don't necessarily know how to read? But then once those few that felt bad taught some of the, you know, some some slaves how to read and they got to figure it out on their own there, then you have people trying to, you know, basically become free and whatnot like that. So. I mean, I, I believe that there's never that we're never really going to find out the real truth of who we were and where we really come from until people do the same type of digging that they're doing now in these different places and finding these remains that, you know, they're going to have to be 
you know, we're just going to have to have the, you know, the right people reach and research. I feel it. I feel it. Ronnie, you, 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 you got it straight. What's the deal? No. Hey, to add on to what you were saying, uh, saying Alvin, like if even if they were trying to erase Jewish culture, as in make there no history whatsoever. That's so what Hitler did, know, though. That's what Hitler did. You're right. That's what Hitler did. So we can't we can't we can't compare the atrocities done to the black people to the atrocities done to the Jewish people. Because they have their own history of slavery, and they got their own things that they've been through. So, yeah. you know, hey, that's when, what I'm saying. We get but just like how he was saying about when we touch on we, that stuff, you know, know we can't really. Well, can, you, can you all hear me? That. So, yeah, there we go, baby. Yeah, we got right. you. We got you now. We got you now. Uh, I had to adjust that. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm in agreement with uh, with with everyone pretty much. Um, uh, as far as where where it started, I don't I don't think we'll never really know that because unless we go out and uh, and dig, like Alvin was saying, we gotta we gotta do some some digging, and it's a little late to be digging because a lot of the people that were here have died off. You know, getting getting stories from uh, from from people that were there and got stories from their grandparents or parents or whatnot those people are starting to die off so um we'll never really know but i'm in agreement when I, I thought that uh we were here we were here already you know i, I believe that the indians uh are african-americans um i believe we were here and uh I, I don't think we'll we'll never know when it when slavery or where it truly started uh they're not going to tell us certain things in the history book certain things we didn't learn in the history book certain stories are skewed even way back to the Bible days, I'm not trying to knock the Bible, but um, it looks it just made, never made sense to me how um, when we were in slavery, they gave us the Bible to read when we weren't allowed to read. They didn't let us read or learn anything, but they wanted they gave us the Bible and said, read that. I felt that that was for manipulation purposes and control, because there is a verse in the Bible that says something in the nature of. Obeyers, obey your slave masters or obey your owners or something like that. And I believe they use that to manipulate us to believe that we had to obey because that's what God said. So with the history and everything, uh, our, our story is never really told correctly. There's always things left out. So I don't think we'll never really know to answer that question. So I, I heard you say that uh, you believe that black people are the aboriginal people or the Indians. Yes. But if that was truly the case, then they wiped out millions of, of black people in America, and then they, they paid the tribes that basically played ball with them. And now there is no hope. So when black people talk reparations, they already paid the reparations to the black people that play ball with them and, and got these casinos and reservations. So, well, well, you know what I'm saying? So that's, Yeah, that's true. It's I, tricky I think game. That's where they where they cause division with us, though, because, um, you know, a lot of us, we don't know. Or we have we don't have the knowledge. You know, that's just a, a, an, an educated guess for me. That's just what I think. But a lot of people don't believe that. And a lot of people separate Indians and black. So, you know, a lot of people don't believe we, we got the reparations or whatnot. But um, 
you know, if they weren't full fledged blacks, I believe there is a lot of relation in that bloodline with uh, with Indian and African Americans. I think we we have some of the same blood in us, you know. I mean, I have to test to that because I mean, is everybody on the screen has darker hair? I'm, my mom and my dad are both black. I mean, my mom's darker than all you guys. And look, <laughs> at my red, look at my red hair. I got freckles, and my dad keeps screaming at me how much Cherokee we have in our blood. So right. I mean, know what you saying, Ronnie? And I'm I'm big on tying things together. It would be ironic if, in fact, we were the Indians that they talked about during the Pocahontas days and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. We went and started to trade with them because they did have some things in Europe that we didn't physically have on the Northern America side of, you know, of the world. Right. But what would be ironic, though, is if all the plaguing and all that stuff that started to kill us off at the beginning, what if they really just took our kids the same way we always had this negative uh, concept of Catholic priests touching boys and all this other stuff? What if the way they've always hidden and I don't want to take it like as if they is only being white people and I'm conspiring all this bullshit, but I've always looked at shit in, in a different way. But what if the way ch our children are important to me, they were important to them when they first came over here, realizing how strong they were, how agile they were, how incredible these children were based off of the adults that they were already around. So you kill off the adults, you steal the kids, you make them your slaves because then you have to pay nobody shit. And as they grow up, you instill the fake Bible. You do all these different things. And eventually, as time goes on, you can't stop the progress of man or woman. And they woke up. They did what they did. And then, like you said, with the Indian reservation part, if we weren't told that we weren't the same person, we would have invested in ourselves and ran with San Manuel, Pachanga, Morongo, and all these different Indian casinos. And we ran through it. I mean, every black person and every Indian, if we were together with these different casinos, we would have Trump Towers. We would have MGM quality casinos. And it's really just because we were always force fed that you are it by yourself and you ain't shit. So you can't comp. You're not with nobody. And now that we're coming to the, you know, we're w waking up to see that we're all one person and it came from us. If we could just put our differences and the past aside, we could still play catch up the right way, though. Just saying. Okay, but... uh. So from my understanding of slavery in itself, when Kanye West was saying slavery was a choice, mm. it kind of was because we we chose to come over like when those 20 that came over in Jamestown as, as indentured servants. Indentured servitude was a contract. This is basically what athletes are signing right now there that's type of contract hey i'm gonna stay with your team for 10 years and when you're talking about slave auctions i have the rights to you so we're talking about free agency hmm. so nba free agency is equivalent to a sports auction so slavery never ended so that's what that's oh, what people need what to really get into as the institution of slavery never ended. Go ahead. You go first, Ronnie. I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're what? saying on the slavery never ended thing. Um, but I think I don't think slavery was a choice at all. I think it was more of a probably a, a business agreement 
Um, I don't think black people signed up to get their children raped, their wives raped, uh, their men killed and slaughtered, okay. their men fought against each other. To I think it was a I manipulation. Get what you're saying, but I, I get it was what you're saying, but let me, talk about the let, first let initial, like twenty let, or eleven. Okay, now, let me let me explain something to you because this, this is we came over as indentured servants. That letter later donned it slavery and slavery. The definition or the original definition of slavery is to be completely dependent upon another. So we came over here as indentured servants, but because we became completely dependent upon white people in America, that's when we became slaves. We came over here by choice, became dependent on the white people, and that's how we became slaves to the white people. If we never gained a dependency to depend on the white people in their systems, then we never if, would have been enslaved in the first place. But what if it I was? Got, I got a question. Go ahead, y'all. Go ahead. <laughs> my my question uh, to you, with your with your statement that you said, my question is: Would a woman be considered a slave because she has to depend on her pimp? Hmm. Hmm. Would a hoe be considered a slave because she, she has to be dependent on her pimp? Huh? Uh -oh. And I say I say it like yes. that because how you said it, it just You're reminds still me dependent of dependent upon another. And, and, uh, yes, and, exactly. So a hoe is yes. a slave, and that's why pimps don't allow the women to have exactly, and that's why pimps don't allow you the women to have any money or to have anything because. Then I need you, and their their whole thing is re reliant on the women to being dependent upon them. Once the woman feel realizes that they don't need the pimp, then and there's no dependency for the pimp, then the pimp doesn't have any power over her. So yes, and the I whole say that because relationship with the whole, is based upon with, the dependency of the pimp. That's why he, he collects the money, and then he he goes and buys the food. He goes and buys the shoes. He doesn't. The hoe doesn't have any money. She doesn't. She's not allowed to carry currency because if you carry your own money, then you have no need for me. And I say that because, like, how the whole Kanye West thing, what comes in my head is actually sex trafficking. As in, there are some people that do porn just to do porn. They choose to do porn. There's other people that are that are taken that are forced to do porn, which in a way is slavery. As in, we're going to force you to do this certain type of work against your will. Now, like how you said, you do have people that do it on their own, as in they came from Africa, wherever they came from, and decided to sign this agreement this business deal to do it you do have some people you have some people that do it some people get on camera and they let you have sex with them that's some people do that but then you got other people that don't let you do that that's where that's where i'm going with it so i i believe slavery is is not a choice it is forced upon people and when you forcing somebody to work, whether it's sexually, whether it's in the mines, whether it's on a plantation field, 
against what they really want to do, that's bondage. Bondage is slavery. Yeah, I don't think we came over here by choice. I think we were strong armed. I think that they had better weapons than us. Um, black people, people got to remember, man, naturally we're 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 loving and, and giving people. You know what I mean? The Africans, you know, they were they were nice people and they didn't have the weapons that the Europeans had. We had spears and, and bow and arrows and shit like that. So they were came over with the advanced uh, weapons such as guns and stuff like that. And that's what, where we were forced let to me come over. Now let, we, let, me, let me ask you, let, let me ask you a question right there, Ronnie. I don't believe Ronnie, that. Let me ask you a question right there. Because it, uh, there, there's over maybe 30-something plus nations in Africa. And they all have their own African proverbs, which is just stories of, of their history. There is no right. nation uh, in Africa with any African proverb telling any story of white men coming over there and taking their people. So why right. in America we have a history of us coming over from Africa in slave ships, but there's no uh, no recognition or no no connection of that of that history in Africa. You can't go into any nation in Africa. You can't go into any culture in Africa and ask, can, did, did white people come over here? At what point in y'all history? You can go ask all these African nations and they do not have any point in their history where they were raided and their people were taken over on slave ships by white people. There's no African proverb that speaks to this, and there's over 30 nations over multiple cultures. So if I got for you, millions of I got people were taken from multiple, I'm just saying, let me let me finish know, my question. If millions of if millions of people were taken from Africa from multiple tribes. Don't you think one of those tribes would have a story or a proverb of how their people got caught? Well, maybe, maybe the sorry, Alvin, real quick. I'm well, go, ahead, go ahead, Ronnie. Go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe the story is being told wrong about how it happened, but I refuse to believe that black people volunteered and slide up for slavery, signed up for slavery. <laughs> maybe, maybe we did come okay. over here thinking it was thinking it was sweet or thinking it was something else, and we were manipulated and played. The white man has 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 proven to be manipulative. So I believe it was some some deal like that that went sour. Maybe maybe the story of slavery start or, or us coming over on ships is a fucked up story. I mean, is at this point it's hard to believe all that, but I think it was just something like maybe a, a, a manipulation when we got over here. America's better. Come here. Come over. Come over. America's better. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Now that you're here. Put this, this is how I feel, right? Back on that whole Morris tip, because that's the freshest information I got. I believe that we were running through everything in Africa, everything in South Africa, when the Europeans established themselves as Europeans, you know, and you have everything going back and forth. And once again, and I'm not a big history buff, but we look at anything in the 1600s being the start of slavery. You know you remember this elementary song as far as Christopher Columbus so, uh, sailed the ocean blue in 1492. So that would then put him in North America before slavery actually started, right? I believe that there's a strong possibility that Christopher Columbus still not even trying to go to North America, trying to find a tr faster trade route to uh, Asia, came over, met these black people who he thought were Indians because they looked different than the same black people he's seen in South Africa. He comes back 
talking the shit that he's talking, asking for all these fleets and all these different things. Those 12 or 20 or the, the 20 or 11, I believe those are people who stepped up and said, I'm going to help these white people because I feel bad for them because they don't have the same resources. They're not as smart as us or whatever the case may be. Like there's not you're, you're going to look at the whole signing up to be an indentured servant. I'm signing up to help you because I'm going to take a chance of going to see what's over here anyway, because that slick shit, that slick shit you talking, I'm interested in it. Because everything going on over here, we already dominating. I'm somebody that's interested in, in, in venturing out and seeing new places. So both they go over, they're here now, they see what they see. And what they didn't expect was when they walked over and said, what the fuck? Those is niggas too. Bam, they're killed. And they're killed in an execution style in front of all of us so that we now know that these white motherfuckers is crazy. They don't even give a fuck about us. So as they kill us off right there in, in front of us, the fear of what could happen next is already screwed because Christopher Columbus already has, what, three other ships full of white people. They're about to do the same shit. Like I said, they rape and plumage and do all these different things to the villages. It doesn't matter if we fought back then. We fought, we, we fought, we won, we fought, we lost. The ones that stuck were the kids because that's the only way you're in. That's the only way you're going to enslave anybody. Any adult, as we saw from Harriet Tubman's stories, I'd rather die giving my, my life to help get us out than just sit back and continue to be what I am. Too many people were getting their Achilles tendon cut because they're trying to run. Like once kids grew up watching their brothers and sisters getting raped, watching light-skinned people like me coming from the slave master raping their mom, they gave up. And that's why now you have people like you, Caleb, Ronnie, and Yaja Kedit, smart as fuck, educated, doing what we're doing. Because we can sit back and go, that doesn't make sense. And then move forward from it. The old heads are the ones that are stopping us from progressing in life because not saying that their stories are wrong, but their stories are emotionally driven because they had to endure the shit that we've never endured. So like if my kids were being raised by my grandparents, which would be their great grandparents, they would hate white people like a motherfucker. Just like they, they instilled in me to be mindful of who they are, always be respectful and all these different things. They wouldn't have all these different nationality uh, friends. Like literally, the the black people who died since Obama became in office who said, "I can go now because I seen a black person in president." They're the ones that's fueling a lot of the stupidity in some of these kids. Where the ones who are educated and woke, they're ready to do whatever the four of us would say if we were willing to stand with them and do it with. Okay, That's so it. we got we 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 got to move on. So I just had to get that whole at shit the, out. At <laughs> the end, of, at the end of slavery, we had the Emancipation Proclamation, right? Or the Emancipation Procrastination, as I would like to say, because it was passed and it took about thirty years for them to actually implement it. So we were we were free legally, but. It, it took 30 years for them to even make any provisions to try to enact that the, that law. So after that, that whole period was done, the reconstruction period. And during that period, they had to basically figure out what to do with the so-called free niggas. Because if you look at white people's problem in America, it's niggas, man. Everything is from the Civil War to slavery to today. The biggest problem is what to do with niggas. So 
the Reconstruction era was basically just America trying to figure out what they was going to do with us niggas over here, man. So they they did something called sharecropping, where you still work on the plantation, but now you share in some of the crops, which were very little to none. But you still got the housing. You still so a lot of free black people went back to the plantations and worked for the plantations as a sharecropper. Now this is equivalent to you working for a company and they're giving you a half a share of the company. Like, hey, look, we're an employee-owned company. We gave you half a share of this company to to try to coach you into to staying with the company i know amazon does this and this is why amazon stopped and they're they're the rich because now you see like you working for this company that's making all this money and you got some stock in it now if you leave you lose your stock so now it's a lot of people staying in amazon just because their stock is through the roof and the job sucks and, and it's terrible you know what i'm saying so how do y'all feel about sharecropping and how do y'all feel about what happened with black people after slavery? Because as you know, Abraham Lincoln was killed and Andrew Jackson took over as president. And the first thing he did was he ordered all captured lands to be returned to their owners. So any lands that was lost during the Civil War was returned back to the plantation owners, essentially in the South. And that was he did, he was a racist president and he was the reason why we never received our 40 acres in the mule because he became president and basically nullified everything that Abraham Lincoln did. How do y'all feel about that? Um, Abraham. Uh, I just want to say on Abraham Lincoln, I know some of us love Abraham Lincoln and everything like that. But even though Abraham Lincoln did what he did, let, let, let us not forget that Abraham Lincoln still had slaves himself. Yes, sir. So, he, didn't he, Abraham, he did what he did, but he had slaves. He so didn't <laughs> he didn't exactly, exactly. And the whole the whole thing was when they freed black people, what it was really meant for was we need a system in place. So if they if they cuss out of place or they just look at me wrong or something like that, let's let's create this jail system. To throw them back in so they can be our slaves again. Um, I, I when you were saying that, what came in my head was I remember when I was working for my old company, and everybody was telling me when I said I'm making the best of the job that I have, and everybody was telling me you ain't free, you ain't free because you work for somebody else's company. So at the end of the day, if you working for somebody else's company, right? I'm just going off mm-hmm. of y'all words. Y'all told mm-hmm. me I ain't free. So therefore, mm-hmm. if you working for somebody else's company, you ain't free. And if they want, if you choose, what was it? I chose to give up my freedom. So if you choose to go work that nine to five, you're choosing to give up your freedom and the words that was told to me. But if you're going to do that, hey, if they're going to give you a little percentage, cool. If you if if you got a problem with the little percentage they give you, then quit. 
That's back to Kanye West, man. That's why he's had the whole song. I know that we the new slaves. I see the blood on the leaves. I mean, Kanye crazy, man, but if he can just articulate what he's saying, you know, he'd be on point with his rants, you know, and a lot of the shit that he says, he just can't articulate it in a way where it's received. You well, know what I'm saying? Kanye Go West, ahead, is, he's disrespectful. Like, you, you can't you, you're smarter than that. To be such a musical genius and to be so mm -hmm. great with your words, you got to know that you can't say stuff like slavery is a choice. Like, yeah. you, I, I still got relatives that's 95, 100 years old whose parents were slaves. You know what I'm saying? My whole family is from mm -hmm. Tulsa, Oklahoma. My dad's family is from Tulsa, Oklahoma. And mm -hmm. that's part of the, the era that, or the area that dealt with uh, segregation and was, was heavy with that stuff. So the way he says stuff is, is fucked up. So, um, as far as Abraham Lincoln, you know, I don't want to get too much into him. We all know he's full of shit. He didn't really do shit. That's just like <laughs> the person that I don't know if you guys seen that movie Rosewood, a story of Rosewood, when that uh, the, it was the one white man that was raping the young black girl and he had the grandmother working for him. And at the end, a couple slaves, they or a couple a couple black people that was running from all the, the white terrorists. He let them in the house because his wife said so. You know, that was Abraham Lincoln right there. It's like he didn't do a damn thing. It, it don't matter if it was Andrew Jackson that followed. None of those white presidents have ever had the best interest in black people in the history of America. It has not happened. And each time that we as black people has had anything or made any type of progress, they came and destroyed it. Just like Rosewood. They destroyed Rosewood. They destroyed uh, Black Wall Street, Baby Africa in 1921. They destroyed progress from black people whenever we had an inch of progress. So I don't think it really mattered. The Reconstruction era, we can't call that Reconstruction. We can't call that Reconstruction. We call that maybe revising or, or adjusting. You know, they, they created a system that was going to forever keep us down and keep, keep us uh, um, under their wing and keep us below them. It wasn't a Reconstruction era. That didn't do anything but solidify us being a footstool to them for as long as they want us to. Exactly. I mean, you hit it right on the head with that. One thing that uh, y'all both talked about, and I want to touch on, is since we're in the presidential election, we got Biden and Harris, man, leading the way for the Democrats, and then we, we already got Trump and Pence in, in office right now. So it's like, I, I know everybody is anti-Trump, but I, I really want to pay people to pay attention to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, because when we talk about um, you, you brought up the, the 13th Amendment, y'all just earlier and how they institutionalized it. But the 94, the 88 crack laws and the 94 crime bill, which Joe Biden and Kamala Harris both play institutional roles in led to the mass incarceration of black people in America. There's actually a clip where Joe Biden is talking to the Senate and he's saying, I don't care what these people been through in history. I don't care if they're systematically oppressed. We want these people off the streets and we want these people off the streets now. And when he mean by these people, he means us black people. And then guess what? He got the bill passed by Bill Clinton the president that everybody thought was cool because he smoked some weed and, and played a saxophone. And then Not guess what? N niggas is getting 
15 years for two crack rocks in their pocket. Niggas is getting uh, 20 years for selling some weed. And now those people are, this was 88. You're getting 20 years for weed in 88. This motherfucker's just getting out of jail in the last five years from the laws that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris passed. They increased, they increased prisons population by like 25%. They, they gave out like $14 billion to privately owned prisons so that they can increase their living quarters. Right. They, they literally led to the, to the mass incarceration of black people. And then you guys want to talk about Donald Trump. Donald Trump may say some fucked up shit, but they have literally put hundreds of thousands of black males in jail. And the biggest problem with black men, with black families, is that the black man is absent from the black home, and we're all in jail because of the ninety, the ninety-four crime laws and the eighty-eight crack bills. And that was headed by Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. And then Kamala Harris, she was a district attorney, so she basically prosecuted hundreds of black men and put them in jail personally for football numbers for these same discretions that she helped write the law for. And this is who we want to be president and vice president over Trump? Man. See, first of all, with Donald Trump, you know, we got to realize what he is. Yes, Donald Trump is a racist motherfucker. Yes, Donald Trump is this and that. He's an asshole. Donald Trump is just a spokesperson for racist people. Donald Trump is just a, he's, he's bold enough to say this shit, to say some of the shit that a lot of these white people think, but we all know Donald Trump is a businessman. Donald Trump loves money worse than he, more than he hates black people and Mexicans. You know what I'm saying? Donald Trump loves money. So I think he loves money more than he's a racist. And I'm not a Donald Trump fan at all. Don't get me wrong. I do not want that motherfucker being ahead of my, my country that I stay in. But we have to remember, even with the last election with Hillary Clinton, everybody was on his wave of Hillary. Oh, Hillary, Hillary, Hillary. Hillary Clinton and her husband, like like Halem just pointed out, you know, they were responsible for the three strike rule. You know, they they were they had their hand. They don't like black people either. Hillary Clinton was quoted as saying all black men are super predators and people still got behind her. Like how more how much more racist can you get by saying all black men are super predators? So same thing with Kamala and, and Joe Biden. I was never rocking with Kamala because I don't care. People say it was the past, but. Her being a prosecution attorney and, and being responsible for, you know, a, a large number of black men being put away like that. Some innocent, some not innocent, whatever. But if you're going to be in that position where you, you're responsible for putting a lot of black men away, you're having a negative effect on the black community, period. I don't care if it was a past. That was your mentality. That was your your job for so many years. So I wasn't fucking with her anyway. Joe Biden, same thing. Joe Biden has been quoted saying some fucked up shit about black people. I just think people need to stop being blind to this shit. Democrat, Republican, fuck all that. There is no Democrat and, Repu De Democrat and Republican. It's people who are on the right and wrong side. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think that we're in the right space with Donald Trump or we're in the right space with uh, Kamala Harris or Joe Biden. We're, we're fucked either way. We got to stop thinking that. Joe Biden is so much better, or Hillary Clinton, the, the opposite of Donald Trump, is so much better. No, all of these motherfuckers don't like us. 
they never had an interest in us. So whoever is, is the white face that's gonna be running the office, we're fucking period. Um, I see it as uh, I, I, I see it as you gotta pick the less of two evils at the, at this point. Like how Ronnie was saying, like you know, forget the Democrat Republican Party. You gotta pick the less of the two evils. Um, I would say it's a a good marketing scheme for uh, Joe Biden because people are about to um, vote for Joe Biden. Not because of anything that he did or anything like that. It's because he brought a woman with him. We got our first woman vice president. And she black. Well, she mixed, but she looked black. So everybody gonna vote for him just based upon that. They ain't gonna be doing no homework talking about, oh, you put a whole bunch of black people in jail or anything of that nature. They're gonna vote for him just because of that. And and for that, we're gonna be messed up. What I like to tell people is this. Listen, in California, Trump is in president right now, but in California, they still passing laws where 24-year-old dudes can get with 14-year-old girls. So we worried about who going to be the president of the United States. Forget who going to be the president of the United States. You better be doing your homework on your state. Who's gonna be your governor? Who's gonna be your mayor? Who gonna what laws are they um passing out through your state? Because hey, Trump right now ain't going back and going, no, 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 y'all can't pass that law. So we worried about the president, where we really should be worried about California. I think we all in California, we should be worried about who's in office in California and who's running that. And right now, it's the Democrats passing laws that 24-year-old dudes can give a 14-year-old. So, to catch you up real fast, Alvin, I was I was touching on Kamala Harris and, and Joe Biden and the 88 crack laws and the 94 uh, crime bill, where where basically they caused mass incarceration of, of black men in America due to the legislation they put forth. And Kamala Harris was a district attorney where she personally persecuted thousands of black men and put them behind bars on her on the court. So, you know what I'm saying? This is, they've done more damage in the black community by, re, by removing black men from their, from their homes. Yeah. And that's, that's, some, that's unreconcilable because the reason that we're in this place today in America as black people is because the black man is absent from the home. And yep. there's no one to blame more than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris right. and the Democrats for for their their previous legislation and Bill that Bill Clinton signed in. So so everybody is against Trump and the, and the Democrats. Everybody's against Trump and the Republicans, but the Democrats are the one passed like Yaja Kedd is saying, passing laws where you could be 24 and 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 date a 14 year old. The Democrats are the ones that, that are, are involved in all the pedophilia. The Democrats are the ones that are saying that, hey, you, you can't abort your, your white babies in the South. It's the Democrats that are doing all of this. Well, was was, 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 um, was Ronald Reagan a Democrat or a Republican? He was a Republican. Republican. Oh, okay. Because he's the one that put the cracks in. Um, he's the one that put the crack in. in, a, in a, no, the law was... 
But what I was saying, what I want to say for the, uh, um, before I let Alvin go, um, yes, I, I wanted to be clear, as in, yes, Camilla and Joe Biden put a lot of black people in, in jail for a long time, but we can't just blame them, black people. We have also put ourselves in jail because if you're selling something you ain't supposed to be selling, you put yourself in that position. No, we no, we can't go there. We can't go there. I I really I'm I hate when black people say that. We can't that's what we gotta stop doing. We gotta start putting the blame on ourselves. We gotta stop doing that. No, you do because no, you gotta no, take no, responsibility. No, no, for no, your no, 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 of course. But the point is, and you can look up the statistics, black people that do the same exact crime as white people are getting sentenced way higher and way longer than their white counterparts. So that's what we're so saying. So if you know that, why are you going selling crack? Of course, but what I'm saying, you can't just say that. You, you're 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 in your mentality, you gotta look at it like this. When crack was put in the hood by the white people, by the government. The crack was exactly. put in the hood. In our poverty neighborhoods, when people were walking around without shit, without nothing, without no resources, without no ability to get jobs, without anything, and they get this drug that are that is making them money and able to feed their family, I'm sorry, I can't put myself in that position and say, well, you shouldn't be selling crack. Like, we, weren't, we were raised different. We weren't raised in the position where we had to be on a street corner selling crack to feed our 17 siblings that are living in the house because of the white man put this fucked up ass drug in our community. We can't blame us first. Of course, we, we, we got to make better choices now, but I think in the heat of that moment, we can't blame ourselves for that. We can't blame ourselves for having a dime bag of weed on us and getting 15 years when our white counterparts could have ounces of weed on them and getting slapped on the wrist. That's what we're talking about. That's what actually, you want to yeah, piggyback. You take responsibility for your actions, baby. No, hey, I want to jump. I want to piggyback on what both of you guys just said because while listening to you, Caleb, I was going to use this reference. Uh, did you guys see that show that they made on uh, on uh, FX a couple years ago called Snowfall? Yeah, they, yeah. Talk, they basically talk about the crack epidemic in the eighties or whatever. That is perfect example of what everybody's saying. We saw how basically it was it was internal affairs. Like they literally got they had a specific uh, uh, pilot to go get the cocaine to bring it back. They strategically put uh, placed different dealers with the drugs so that they could go out and put it out into the streets. I mean, it was always a chess move that a lot of us were never playing because if we were worried about playing checkers and being kings, we should have already accepted that we've been kings off the of different moves we made, but. Uh, with the Joe Biden and Camilla Harris and the whole Democrat Republican thing, um, only within this last month, maybe two, that we've been doing so much uh, podcasting and I've been doing more research, I really feel like, and you guys are really gonna have to hear me all the way out on this. I'm really starting to believe that Trump isn't even a image or a puppet in this whole Republican Party part. I feel that he's so stupid when it comes to politics that he's still only in this whole position because of the money that he's been able to touch not for america but for trump industries or enterprise or whatever he is you know what i'm saying because you know before he was a president we all fucked with trump not because of his racism and like how he likes little girls and shit but the fact that he only represented money 
I mean, he reaped up money. You had Jeezy, uh, Wayne, you had uh, Jay-Z. You had a lot of people who's taken pictures with uh, Trump who referenced him in their in their music. It was just once he became that president and he took on the leadership role, he sucked ass at that shit. But when you think of like, and Caleb, you sent that link today about research, uh, of the research on Joe Biden. I'm listening to that YouTube video. I got three minutes in and through my fucking phone, I was like, this dude is standing there saying in 93, I don't care what their fucking excuse is. They're going to rape my wife. They're going to beat up my son. They're not going to allow us to go home and be safe. They have to be dealt with. They have to be in jail. I wouldn't vote for him if I was voting for anybody. I can't. I, I just don't know how to feel like, like it's such a slap in the face because we've all we've literally seen nothing from nobody for at least like I'm 33. I could have voted for 12 years. I haven't seen shit from nobody. I, even when I think about George Bush. George Bush showed us that he didn't give a fuck about saving us when we were in in in, in problems like with Katrina, with a uh, uh, fucking Bill Clinton. He let it be known on some sarcastic shit. It's okay to cheat on your wife if if you got enough money and you got enough power. That bitch should stay in line anyway. You get what I'm saying? Like there was never any president that ever showed us anything that we need to say. You know what? Obama was the first black president, so that is such an amazing accomplishment. Great, he was black and. Obamacare is gone. Everything that he stood for is, is gone. There's nothing to stand on except he still talks a smooth fucking game about the things that should be done the right way when he's not really talking about doing anything about it. Michelle Obama, honestly, to me, has been somebody that actually had more integrity and had more determination and balls than he did. But that's how I feel like I, right now. I mean, this is the first time I registered to vote only because I wanted to show the girls everything. Not because I gave a fuck who was about to be president, because right now, with as many people that's getting over on this ED fraud, getting over on just getting unemployment in general, like everybody's eating and they should be trying to use that money and do something positive with it. As soon as the next president come in, if it's a Democrat, 2021 is going to be full of shit. We're going to be paying back all that money. We're not going to have any control over this COVID shit. Everybody's going to have to get vaccinated. It's going to be like... Yeah mind control but i'm not even a republican so i'm fucked i don't know what to say really <laughs> when you said that what came to my mind is if if obama endorses biden and we all know about <laughs> what biden stood for is then Obama really stood for? okay so if you guys so you guys ever heard of the Bilderberg Group? They have a conference every four years, and they sit down and they discuss how they're going to uh, basically manipulate the culture going forward and, and the things that they can do. So Biden and Obama were the front runners. Biden, Obama, and Hillary were the front runners for um, the Democratic Party. Yep. Now the whole plan was for Hillary to go after Obama like she like she did. So once Obama won the nomination, they plugged him with Biden. Biden wasn't his boy. He had no affiliation with Biden. He didn't even know the nigga. The Democratic Party said, "Hey, these are three front runners. We're going to take our third place nigga and make him your vice president." So that's how Biden even ended up as vice president for Obama. It was the whole Democratic Party manipulation 
shit. Obama, and that's that, that's that's how much that's how much political party Obama really had. Obama can't even choose his own vice president. That's how much uh, political power he truly but had. Caleb, but but, Caleb, but, but at the end of the day, Biden's running for president right now, and he's standing behind Biden. So what's the difference? No, but that's an eight-year chess move. If you think about it, that's an eight-year chess move. So look, put nigga here so everybody will follow. While everything is really going on over here, they're not paying attention. They're just so proud. Stand up. Get tattoos. Black fists and all. Just so that you can feel something that you didn't even, like, no disrespect. You said it earlier, Ronnie. The people who endured this shit are dying off. So people right now are riding a wave of pro-blackness because they really don't know what they want to do. So while all of that shit was happening, they were setting up everything that's happening now, like um, the United States Space Command. I'll never stop saying that because I live in the Antelope Valley. I tell people how safe it is to live out here, and I continue to challenge everybody to look in your community. How many Walmarts you got in your community right now? One. Why in the desert, in the middle of nowhere, do I have four? Because I have the two, I have two of the three biggest naval bases or production of, uh, of military, uh, of military force, basically, right here in our backyard. Yep. The new B3 bombers, all the stuff that we know is coming out is right here down the street from where I'm sitting right now. But yet nobody hears me when I'm saying the same stuff you guys are saying as far as it's not what we see. Like, the Democrats and the Republicans are shaking hands behind Trump's back like this. Like, yeah, go ahead and let that nigga fall. It don't matter. We already got him exactly where we want him. And then it's crazy to me how they never talk about money. Like, first of all, you, you sit here and you tell us that the deficit is tripled and it's trillions of dollars. So you tell us how much we owe. But then you turn around and COVID hit and you pull out Fourteen billion dollars out out of a fund sitting there. How we how we so many trillion, and then you pull out fourteen billion out your ass. Yeah, and but you trying to they, some more money. No, you don't want some more money for a second stimulus. How much money Caleb, do we got, Caleb? The first stimulus you don't remember when it was first uh, uh, re uh, uh, reported. Donald Trump said it was out of his own money. When it first came out, he said, I'm going to make sure everybody gets what they deserve. If he did have that money, imagine what type of strategic moves he can make now moving forward. I just helped repopulate the, uh, repopulate the entire United States. So while they're talking politics over here, United Nations is talking this, he's still talking this on the low. That's why none of this shit matters to him. That's why when we when we press him at reports about say her name or why aren't you talking about George Floyd or this, this, and this, all he cares about is who's stopping him from making the most money. And right now, black people continuing to, to society, uh, decide to stay at the bottom lower class, that's why he's acting like he doesn't give a fuck about black people. He cares about money. He likes the people who have money. If you're wealthy black, he likes you. If, he's, if you're wealthy Mexican, he likes you. If you're poor anything, he doesn't. Hey, for real, for real. You see how he said, oh, I'll give LeBron James an invitation to come to the White House right now because he's rich. He's a million dollar man, billion dollar man. I get him on my team. I can do whatever I want. Just like Kanye. The ones that are jigabooing were looking at the money concept because Kanye fell off after he had his 808 and heartbreak 
because of his mom dying. You know what I mean? Like his records weren't as hot as they used to be. His productions for good music weren't as good as they used to be. But as soon as he fucked with Trump, he right back in front line. Boom. Oh, Kanye 2020. Imagine, watch how many votes he actually gets. The second richest black in America. Kanye West. Who's number one? Hey, who's number Kanye one? Kanye West is the second richest well, black one? in America. Who's number one? Jay-Z is uh, richer than Kanye, right? Hove. Jay-Z's number one, then Kanye. How much sense would it make if they end up doing some crazy shit this election? They, I mean, it just it makes so much sense. Damn. So, so after after the Obama era, from Obama, like you said, everything that Obama ran for and stood for, I mean, he literally just gave us Obamacare the last eight months of his right. presidency. Just to they try to rip the, They shut down the whole government. They shut down the whole government for about three months, arguing over implementing the, the damn shit. It put us, it tripled the deficit by even putting it in, but he ran on it, so he had to get it put in. So basically, he tripled the deficit to put in health care that didn't last two years into the next presidency. And, and that's my Obama's legacy. That's Obama's <laughs> legacy. Yeah. So it's like, how do y'all feel post-Obama era, Ronnie? What do you feel... Now that we had a black president, how do you feel about this shit? Oh man, it's so it's so many angles I could I could come at this from. I know we don't have all night, but um the first thing, having a black president. Just look at that. Think about that statement. We had a black president. One out of the last 50 something presidents in history, we had one. And during this time, um as we're getting older, we're realizing that how much power the president actually has. You know, it never made sense to me how a House of Rep Representatives or, or Congress can have more say so than a president, or, or can actually veto uh, veto things that the that the president. Let, let me chime in right there, real fast. Just a uh -huh. quick explanation: because the Republicans have the Senate, and the Senate is the higher house than the House of Representatives. Everything that the House passes has to go through the Senate next. And because the House is Democratic and the Senate is Republican, anything the Democrats pass upward, like the impeachment, gets thrown out the window. So what the presidency is, it's an executive branch. So what you can do is you can write law and enact that law without going to, um, going to Congress and, and going to the Senate. So what? So that's Trump why Democrats doing, need. So what need Trump is doing is because he has the Senate to back him. He can. They basically threw out the impeachment. He can write any law at any time and get it enacted, and the Senate so is going to back him. Right, so but this people. Is why Trump, you know, has more power than Obama ever had because it was still a, a Republican Senate with a Democratic president. Well, yeah, right, exactly, and that, and that's what I'm saying. I think we're we're saying the same thing in different ways. Um, mm -hmm. Obama, if you look at what, how he was talking before '08, and by the end of his second term, you know, a lot of things were different. He was against gay marriage at first, and then on the second one, he had to to be a part of passing it in order to get a, a second term. So, 
you know, like Tupac said in 95 with on changes, we ain't ready to see a black president. Um, you know, Tupac was really saying that in, in my by by my estimation, people are gonna get this black president and run with it like, oh shit, we got a black president. But Obama was never really given the type of power he needed to really do some change. If people were gonna sit up here and really believe that they were gonna let a black man be in full control of shit, they're a motherfucking <laughs> fool. Like stop wake up, wake up and smell the fucking call. They are never gonna allow us to be in control of shit. That was a smoke screen. So no Obama being president didn't do shit for us, but give us false hopes, give our kids false hopes that we could be whatever we want to be. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Stop it. My biggest problem with Obama was his handling of, of Muammar Gaddafi in, in mm. Libya. Muammar Gaddafi was basically going to start uh, 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 African currency, like I was saying earlier, Africa is not united. If you go over to Africa, no African nation refers to themselves as African. I'm Nigerian. I'm Liberian. I'm whatever my nationality is. I'm not African. No African nationality refers to themselves as African. Only African Americans in America refer to themselves as African. Africa is a continent. It's 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 finicky like that. So, kind of lost my train of thought. But basically, with, with Muammar <laughs> Gaddafi, he was going to basically start a currency for all of the of the African tribes in Africa, so that Africa can have its own congruent con um, currency throughout all its nationalities. And because it was going to be backed by natural resources which our money used to be, but before the Federal Reserve, now it's backed by um, promissory notes to the Federal Reserve. It used to be backed by gold. So there's no currency in the world that's backed by anything tangible. So Qaddafi was going to start an African currency backed by gold and diamonds, which was going to make that currency the top currency of the world. And what basically was going to undercut the dollar and make it so that maybe the dollar might have went under under Obama. So Obama asked Congress, asked Senate, can he go over there to and attack? They told him no. He went to the United Nations, asked if he could go over there and attack. They told him no. So he went and created ISO, which is a mercenary group, trained them, gave them artillery, sent them in, and then basically flushed Muammar Gaddafi to a hospital. When he was up in the hospital, they couldn't flush him out no more. So then Obama sent a drone strike to basically blow up the hospital full of of black people and injured and old and regular civilians to kill Gaddafi. There was, and you talk about drone strikes, there was 630 drone strikes sanctioned under o the Obama in, uh Obama, eight years. 630 drone strikes. Obama was dropping bombs on everybody with drones. And nobody talks about this shit. He blew up the black man because he was going to create a currency for black people. Well, hey, Kalen, what about this? What about this? The way Ronnie said Obama really just gave our kids false hope because they saw the image of the 
black man and not actually knew that he didn't have any control? What if they knew that shit, made Obama's name as the sign off for these different drone strikes because he's what? The president and he has to take on what? All responsibility and all liability. And then what it does is it creates this narrative that we all knew was going to happen anyway, because it didn't matter what he did. He was going to take he was going to take the butt of it because he was the first one. Just like, you know, me and y'all get it. We always use basketball references. When you go to the park in the morning to play ball, if you play that first game and you lose, what do you do? You blame it on old legs. I need to get warmed up, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he was the first one. He took that first L not knowing and none of us knew that he was a real life stick up his ass puppet. And everything that he did that looked even worse than what we saw on the surface was also because his nuts was tied up in legalities. Because why? His name is on every document. So he tried, I think, I mean, to a certain extent, there was a possibility that he was trying to instill hope, change, and all these different things to kind of wake us up to see that, hey, it's more than what you see. Do you. Don't be me. You know what I mean? Because uh, the last 12 years... And I mean, I had my first daughter at 20. These last 12 years went by so fast with nothing progressing that I asked everybody that I know, how come we don't talk about global warming anymore when they gave us like 20 years, like 15 or 20 years ago? You know what I'm saying? As far as the ozone layer was supposed to deplete and and all these holes are supposed to expand and the caps were going to warm up and we would have hotter summers, shorter falls and winters. Yet we're going through it right now. You know what I'm saying? Like we're seeing times of, uh, of what resurrection of revolution, whatever, uh, what, however revelations, however you want to look at it, we see the right now, but we don't want to believe it. Cause I'm going off of what you said, Caleb, I'm going off of what you said, piggybacking off of what Ronnie said. And I know how my boy Yajaket it is. So, I mean, literally it could really just be, we just sold our kids to the devil because we allowed them to act like like we gave them our phones like here knowing what damage it was going to do and we didn't even pay attention to what was going on we were just looking over their shoulders looking at the screen as they are instead of looking up like this and seeing our surroundings they bought it i say it like this um my reference guy at the bible matthew 24 7 talks about they're going to be rumors of war you better watch out for false prophets blah 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 goes in saying that when things are going down, that's just the birthing pain. It hasn't even really begun. So that's on that note. With the, with Obama, just like Ronnie said, what did Obama do for me? I'll tell you what Obama did for me. I got married when Obama was in office. And when I got married when Obama was in office, I was on my honeymoon and I wanted to go to the volcano. And guess what they told me? Fool, you ain't going to no volcano. It's shut down. That's government owned. Keep your butt at home. What? Okay. Thank you, Obama. But it goes back to, <laughs> I think, what Alvin said, where it's all a chess game. When you think about it, everybody voted for Obama and got Obama in office. He was the first black president, right? They probably knew they were going to lose the election next year. And so now, hey, Let's, we're going to get more black votes this way for 2021 to get Joe Biden in. He got Camila. She looked black. Obama's endorsing him. 
there we go. We got the black vote right there, baby. So I, I, I think it was, I just think it was a ploy. I think, I think it was just like how Ronnie said, smoke screens and mirrors. Cause they knew, oh, we just mm-hmm. going to jump on it without really doing any homework. And now sacrifice. we got a sacrifice yeah. four years for eight. Yeah. That's basically how you have to look at it. Exactly. Because as soon as, as soon as, if not as soon as, if, if he wins, what happens? We're going to not judge him for the first term because you could never do anything in four years. And it's a little bit different now because you're a Democrat and you have Camilla and you're, and he's not Trump. So let's go ahead and see if he could do something different within the next four. And that's when we're going to have those little chips in our arms. We're going to have all yeah. kinds of. Hey, they're already doing the chips up in Texas well, I know. or something I know. like that. So they're bothering they're you know, I'm not doing and, that. And, and we all like at first I used to hate on on Trump. Like everything about him. I just hated on him. But then I started to realize, hold up. The difference between Trump and everybody else, Trump ain't never been in no 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 he wasn't no mayor, no senate. No, none of that. So his behavior is not what we always seen a president act like. And I, myself, I'd rather see somebody come out and say, hey, listen, I'm going to be president anyway, so I don't really, really care if you black people vote for me or not. Then try to play the game and go Joe Biden, come out and say, hey, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said that. That that's crazy. I ain't yeah. fucking with yeah, Joe Biden. Nah, man, I can't. Honestly, if you that's why, if you listen to that whole speech that he gave on the sitting floor, I, I said that the, hey, he was passionate I said about it. But he said, he said these people, but the whole yeah. Yeah. time you already yeah. know, we as black people, we already know the reference of you people. You're yeah, talking about us, black people as a whole. He going, so they're he going, they're going, they're going, they're going to hit my grandma over the head with a pipe press. He doesn't care. They're going to hit my grandma over the head with a pipe. They're going to fight my sons. Yeah, rape my wife? Like really? Like, and then what makes it worse? You would have never seen not one black man ever say some shit like that. If he comes from my family, he gonna die, or we gonna both die. What did he turn and do? We have to lock them up because they're going to hurt my family and I can't protect them. What kind of shit is that? And he was young. Like, you see his posture, his poise, his demeanor. Yeah, he was so passionate about that shit. I was like, wow. Like, he is not the brother man. He is really the and other then, man. But, like, but the, what, what, what killed me about it, to, to, to wrap it up, but to, to what really killed me about it is he was asked. When he started his whole campaign, Camilla Harris was asked about it when she started her presidential campaign, and she said that it was a huge mistake and that she was sorry for it and that she regretted it. But Joe Biden asked, said, no, I'm proud of it, and I stand by it, and I do not regret it at all. He's locked up hundreds of thousands of black people for football numbers, and he stands by it, he's proud of it, and he does not regret it. That is your next president for the Democrats. So vote for and that. People nigga still fuck like. with that. I I can't fuck with it. I'm not fucking with it. I'm I not voting for neither one of them racist motherfuckers. 
Caleb, I got one question. Caleb, I got one question for you. Go ahead. Caleb, I got one quick question for you because I know you say you was about to wrap it up. If I'm not mistaken, when everything was established in the United States, wasn't the original party for black people the Republic Party? And then things changed so over only, time. There was only okay, one ahead. party. The Democrats, the Democrats were the original party. The Republican okay. Party spawned from the disagreement of slavery. Slavery okay. became basically something that was unsustainable in America. They couldn't agree on how to go away from it. So the Republican Party broke away and started their own party and then opposed slavery. So the Republic, the first order of business, so basically the Republican Party exists because they wanted to end and oppose slavery. But look, this is the reason why yeah, I asked so, you that. You know, it, what, they didn't want to, and that's what I was saying earlier, and that's what, is that Obama, uh, they brought, we, uh, their biggest problem in America is what to do with the niggas. And no, I know that we're not okay. The the, look, the reason why I asked you that is just because if the when the Constitution was written and it was originally supposed to be democratic, everybody who was there writing the uh, Constitution and everything, they were pro slavery back then. Way yes. back then, they were pro slavery. 30, right. So, you really think about it. If, so, if it was originated with everybody supposed to be. Democrat because they were the ones that wanted slavery. The ones who opposed it were the ones who didn't want slavery, right? So now look at how funny the ta the tables have turned mm -hmm. where black people are saying they want to be Democratic when the original Democratic Party were the ones that say no niggas stay here. You get what I'm saying? But, but like that's that's I think, that's that, I think that the Republicans I, I, I think that the Republicans MO wasn't ever to look out for black people. I think it was hey, right. we're a new party. If we could get the black people to vote, then we can actually gain some power. So I think that they just wanted us on their team so that they can gain some political power in America and that they don't give a fuck about us neither. So, yeah, we America were the Republicans, care about black Republicans but, but they didn't give a fuck. They, they right, so used us to, to gain right. power, and now well, they don't you, give a fuck about I us. Crazy, but for us to have been used on both sides and we to be all over 30 years old, how crazy is that? To know that there's these 18-year-old kids who just registered yesterday off of TikTok or Instagram who don't know what you just said. Because they're going to jump in on this Biden on this Biden train thinking that anybody in the Democratic Party is a better selection than anybody on the Republican Party where they really don't know either side's history at all whatsoever. But that was my closing note to you because I just I, I'm just now becoming woke on the political side. Same here. And that's why my branding is politics in itself, because right. my whole mission is to educate and inform about politics. I study. I, I'm into it. Let me spread the knowledge of politics to as many people as I can. And that's why my brand is politicking, because we need to broadcast black politics, not just for white politics. We don't need the 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 white Repu the black Republicans to be the ones on CNN and Fox News right. trying to speak for the black people. We don't need Jesse Jackson. We need real black politics to be spoken and, and be really, you know,
talked about. So that's the whole purpose of this platform. And this is why we do what we do. And so that we can get a clear understanding of how the system works and, and so that we can make a, a decision going forward as far as how we want to combat the system that we have in here in America, because it's not a democracy, it's a republic. So, you know what I'm saying? Once you realize that we're in a republic and that the United States is a corporation and that cities are incorporated, then everything is a business. So we need to approach it from a business standpoint. And this is why we don't have shit is because we're not approaching it as a business. So America is a business. We need to learn the, the, the logistics of this business and we need to move as a business. We need the discipline and the militancy to, to you know, to go out and build a future. Because like you always say, we need to focus on the future. And that's real, that's, man. Like, that's why we can't we mess with the NBA because the NBA is just a business. All right, man. Let's get shout outs and all that before we get out of here. All right, uh, shout out Politician Podcast, shout out Ronnie, Kalem, Yajiketi, Brandon Encouragement, Adidas Hustle, Alvin and Chipettes. Focus on the future because the kids matter. And Kalem, as always, I appreciate you letting me come and be a part of the crew. I feel like it's family, bro. I love it. Uh, shout out to Brandon Encouragement, Focus on the Future, Politic and Podcast. Um, shout out to my boy Ronnie. Uh, man, uh, let's see. That's that's about it. I just encourage you brothers to keep doing what you're doing, um, being the voice for y'all community, and that's it. Definitely, definitely, man. Want to shout out to the Politic Inform first and foremost, Caleb. You know what I'm saying. Shout out to Caleb, uh, Alvin. Love your insight, man. Y'all just get it. You know, do your you doing your thing. Shout out to my my co-host Cortez. Shout out to Tara. Uh, shout out to Ken Chronicle. Shout out to everybody who's been. Uh, contributing to the politic inform and uh, shout out to the fans, man, who, who continue to watch and continue to support and are here with us in the beginning. Wait till you you guys see where we at in the next few years. Definitely. Well, as a closing remarks, man, I just really want us to don that we really need to pay attention. Like Yajiketa said it, we need to pay attention to local governments because that's one thing. Like I want to really start a series. I just want to go through the different positions in government and, and tell you salaries and what their position actually is. Because as black people, we hear, oh, yeah, he just got a, a seat on the Senate. But do we really even know what a senator does? Oh, that's a congressman. But do we understand that a congressman is a judge? Do you know what I'm saying? It's like different shit that we really need to kind of really understand so that we can kind of really get a full picture of what's really going on in America and understand why we don't get the things that we ask for. And it's because we're still slaves. We're dependent upon the system. And until we break that dependency, we are never gonna be free from slavery. So we started off as slaves in America and in 2020 going into 2021, if we do not gain knowledge, we're gonna continue to be slaves in America. Loading up, be loading up. Perish. God, I ain't gonna be no hope. God, people, God said, "My people will, will perish, not die. Perish. That perish. means cease to exist. That means wipe from existence. You know what I'm saying? That means that you will cease to exist. That history of you will not even be continued. My people shall perish 
for the lack of for the lack of knowledge. And and knowledge is experience. Information is something that you can gain from somebody else. Knowledge is personally going and seeking that information and gaining it for yourself. So we live off of information as black people. We do not live off of knowledge. Mm, you know what I'm saying? So go out and, and, and seek that knowledge. You know, get on your, your road, man, and get to it, man. I don't know what y'all going to do, but I'm going to get to it, man. Politic in the podcast. We out. Yes, sir. Damn, man, we be doing like two hours now. I know, man. It's getting deep. We getting real heavy with this shit, man. So how long we got to go is how long we got to go. It's different when I got to go to work after. A lot of times I'm yeah. having to go to work, so I got to be getting got it. But this shit cool. But yeah, bro, Enough more work, man. It. Yes, sir. Let's I'm holler at you. Doing it, brother. Hey, we, need, we still need to do my interview. We need to. Yes, sir. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Well, we you know we got the spot. We you know we got the spot in the Riverside now, so we got a full yeah, studio. Yeah, So we can do whatever, man. It's whenever. So yeah. Um, I'm I'm available next week. If you, what day you off next week? I'm off Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So probably Monday would be perfect. Yeah. We can knock it out Monday. For sure. Or I'm going to hit you. All right, brother. Yes, sir. All right. Later.